Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hey, welcome to Baseball Mainly. Well, we used to have three guys here in the studio. We're uh, definitely socially distancing. Uh, Ethan, the stat man, is gone. Corey is uh, off in uh, someplace on the west side of the state, I think. Uh, Our special guest today, David Kaner, is ill. But that gave me the opportunity to uh, contact my friend Scott Green, uh, probably one of the most knowledgeable baseball guys I know. And we're going to have an opportunity to talk with Scott for the whole time today. So Scott is my co-host all the way from Hampton Bays, New York. Scott, are you there? I'm here, Jess. How are you, buddy? I'm fantastic, man. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, uh, well, I'm, I'm encouraged by the sunshine and the warmth. Have you gotten this 80-degree weather yeah. yet? Uh, not 80 degrees now, but it's uh, pretty nice here right now. Yeah, it was like 87 here in Detroit uh, on uh, Memorial Day. And it looks like it's going to be like that again today. And, of course, we get that nice Detroit humidity. So uh, it was a sweaty day, but I, I'll take that over, that zero-degree stuff we had a few months ago anyway. Spring is finally here at this part of the world, so uh, I'm very happy. Hey, man, uh, tell me what's going on with Play at the Plate. Any, any news? Well, the only news that we really have is, like everybody else, we are at the uh, we're waiting for, you know, opening up and social allowances or whatever. But as far as the uh, Cleveland Indians are concerned, they want us to come to Cleveland in August for our event, regardless of what's going on with MLB, which is good news. So the dates will probably change, but we'll stay with it. And then uh, August 1st, we're scheduled to go down to, uh, I'm sorry, October Scott, are, are you on a cell phone? No, I'm on a landline, but I'm hearing myself. Yeah, it's uh, we're not we're not getting a, a great sound here. Uh, you want me to call you back on my uh, cell phone? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you give us a call back? Let's see if it's any better. Okay, cool. In the meantime, I'm gonna um, tell you about our sponsor today. Ooh, our sponsor today, Century Mortgage Lending. You know, rates are incredibly low. Uh, people looking to sell their homes don't have as many people looking these days. I understand real estate agents can go out and show homes. You certainly can take a virtual tour on their websites. So uh, good time to get pre-approved to buy a house. Century Mortgage Lending, 248-258-4977. Might be a good time to consolidate your bills. 248-258-4977 if you're looking to refi and consolidate your bills or just lower your rate. Century Mortgage Lending, that's centuryml.com. 
NMLS number 134525. Century Mortgage Lending, 248-258-4977. Please tell them that you heard about them on Baseball Mainly. Well, Scott, are you back? Let's hear what you sound like. Yeah, hi. So much better. Good. Actually, the reception out here is absolutely horrible, Jess. I apologize. It's just there's not a lot of towers out here, and there are times I can't call my daughter who lives next door. So, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, sometimes I'll uh, I'll be driving home and I'm on the cell phone with somebody. It's great until I get to my driveway, and then it's like you hear every other word, and then eventually the call drops. So I know what I know what you're going through. Hey, uh, Scott, I I wanted to talk today about. Uh, what the co- upcoming major league draft, and I don't know how much you know about uh, what's going on here, but the major league MLB has decided to cut the draft down from forty rounds to five. Now I don't know what it's going to do to your favorite team, the Cardinals, who probably don't pick real high because they always have a good team. But our Tigers here in Detroit, who lost 114 games last year, are picking first. But it also limits the number of, of, uh, of chances the Tigers are going to have to pick up some good players um, to five, five choices. Actually, I think six choices because they have an extra choice because they uh, are had such a bad record. Well, unfortunately... Baseball is contracting, you know, with the minor leagues, and uh, they're eliminating teams. And I, it's, I don't know why, but they really—you got to be a real cream of the crop player now to, to get signed. Well, uh, there's a there's a saying in business, at least one and one that I believe is you can't cut your way to prosperity, and that's what I think baseball is trying to do. I mean. The fact that they're talking about getting rid of uh, of minor league teams, especially like Erie, which is Detroit's Double A team, and a team that's uh, they've been around a long time. Well, uh, the Chattanooga Lookouts are one of them. They've been around since 1898. Unbelievable. And then uh, last week we heard, even on the college level, Bowling Green State University has yeah, has that. gotten rid of their baseball program. Now, do you do you know the manager of the Columbus Clippers by chance? No, I don't. He's a he's a a, a graduate and alumni of uh, Bowling Green, and apparently he's put together a group that has come up with uh, like a million five, a million seven, to help save that program. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, well, kudos to him. I mean, listen, the team I was the head groundskeeper for two years ago at Daytona, they are on the list. To be contracted, and I think they probably will end up, even though they draw well. Um, I mean, they got fifteen hundred to twenty one hundred a night to pass the promotion to sit in the hot, steamy heat of a summer night in Daytona Beach. They were very successful at the turnstile, but the Reds, I think, are going to lose three teams, and that's one of them. And you know, you got to ask yourself, well, what happens now to you know? baseball in Daytona, which celebrates its 100th year this year. I, I think that team probably could survive as an independent team, but 
and you're paying the salaries now. I mean, when you lose that affiliation, you know, it's your nut to make. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens down there and a lot of other places like Chattanooga and Erie, Pennsylvania. I mean, they're all over the place. And there's a list of 42 to 50 teams that are probably going to get contracted. And if they keep getting, you know, minor league baseball keeps shrinking, you just no room for 40 rounds of amateur draft. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, do guys make it? Sure they do. I mean, Keith Hernandez was a 34th round draft pick by the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, someone's always sneaks through there that got picked in a later round. But um, I think MLB wants to basically own baseball all outright. And I think it's becoming, uh, you know, a shrinking market as far as talent level is concerned. And, uh, I mean, you, you'll, I, you might see better ball players at the top end, but there's going to be a lot of people who, uh, you know, and who are not going to be playing professional baseball on any level. Well, it's a shame, and you know, I when we're when we're out of town, if there's a if there's a minor league ballpark, I don't care if it's low A, we we, we go see a game. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Few... <laughs> Jesse, I'm missing that right now. I haven't been anywhere since March 3rd. I went to a hockey game at Madison Square Garden. I haven't been anywhere in th- three months, so I'm dying. It's I'd go watch roaches cross the street right now. I could bet on it. I guess I don't know, but it's yeah. I mean, what's more, what's more fun than going to you know a, a baseball game at a at a small town? I mean, I, was, I loved. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Daytona Beach, to be honest with you. Just to be part of something that was there and to be part of baseball and play on a historic field like Jackie Robinson, but to see professional baseball every night. Um, yeah, it was great. I was, just, you know, it was high A, but uh, uh, I, mean, I wouldn't go to a baseball game in a, in a small town. It's, it's really you probably enjoy it more. And oh it yeah, cost you, you know, three weeks pay. We went to uh, a few years ago. We went to a game in Boise, Idaho. Wow! And uh, I it had to be low A. I mean, it was uh, the field. You know, it's dry out there. The field was kind of brown. Uh, the first ball hit to the shortstop, went through his legs. But the atmosphere there was incredible, and the stands were full. People, people there embraced the game. Uh, there was a, a the boy, the catcher for Boise, whose name I don't remember. Uh, kind of a stocky guy, left-handed batter hit one out, and and the place went nuts. Uh, it's. There's something infectious about baseball, and maybe it's just from my era. Maybe kids today are too busy playing uh, Call of Duty or something. But uh, I have to tell you that I saw, you know, working that for that one season, uh, I saw children there. I saw families because it was family value. I mean, you could take your, your I mean, if you're a 5- to 10-year-old boy or girl going to a baseball game, they're not really in tune that this has to be the major leagues, all right? Because you're going to have more fun at a minor league ball game sure. because of the fan interaction that the club is going to provide for you with mascots and on-field contests and everything else that goes on. You know, every Friday and Saturday night down there was fireworks night. So you've got a good evening's worth of entertainment, and parents were taking their children out. So I think minor league baseball is good for families. I think it's tougher for a family uh, to take a, 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 a they go to a major league game, especially here in New York. I mean, you go to Yankee games, you don't see a lot of kids. I mean, it's it's almost sad. I mean, you go to a Yankee game, and it's old, established fans. 
What's it cost for, for a, a ticket? Family of five guys to, to, to you know to, to go. It's a big nut for the day. What's it What's it cost for like a reserved seat at Yankee Stadium? Oh God, you're probably sitting in the second deck. It's got to be everything at fifty or sixty bucks. It's crazy, and that's the second deck. And then you've got parking for thirty-five or forty, and forget even. I mean, I went opening day last year uh, with three buddies and picked up the first round from a vendor in the stands of beer, and it was seventy-eight dollars. Oh my goodness! Four cans of beer, and they were large cans, but they were still Coors Light, and uh, that's what you're going to pay. I mean, and that can let you bring food in. So it's it's an expensive day. I mean, I'll. New York probably more than most, if not all. Yeah. But uh, I think minor league baseball is great value. And I, I I personally hope that a lot of the teams that are on the contraction list, you know, find a way to play independent ball and, and make ends meet somehow. But, listen, I saw kids, you know, kids, you know, young men playing in Daytona who were not bonus babies. They only had one or two. They had Taylor Trammell. <clears throat> and uh, one or two other kids who were really, you know, a prospect. These guys are making nothing. I mean, they're you know they're living. They've got three guys living in a apartment together. They're they're coming to the the ballpark to eat their meals basically. And uh, you know, you talk about a group of people that might be hurting right now. If you're an amateur, if you're a a pro ball player with you know really no shot at it, but you're trying to stick it out. Chances are you're working at the grocery store right now or doing something else yeah. because uh, it's a tough, it's not an easy life. So I, I have a feeling that MLB in particular may want to just cut down on that and just make the, the player pool just more exclusive. And uh, I just don't think there's a need for 40 rounds of the amateur draft anymore. Well, uh, you know, they're going to have five rounds this year. The plan is to have 20 rounds next year. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be the norm going forward. Uh, whatever the norm is. Hey, we have an independent league here, uh, uh, United Shore Pro Baseball League. Uh, has, uh, I believe, four teams now. They all play in the same stadium on a you know staggered schedule. They get fans out there, and it's a fun game. And uh, they've had several guys drafted uh, into the or signed by the major league teams. And last year, a guy who had played in the uh, USPBL, Randy Dobnek played uh, uh, for the Twins, and in the playoffs, it's uh, pitched there. It's uh, so you know, good things do happen to uh, mm-hmm. some people in the independent leagues, and you know maybe that's the way it goes. And I don't care if it's an independent league; I'd go and watch baseball. Listen, there's baseball out here in the Hamptons. They have the Hampton Collegiate League, which of course was canceled this year. It's a league similar uh, in uh, theory to the Cape Cod League. You know, it's college. Uh, guys and scouts are there every game looking, you know, and guys get signed. There's always somebody, you know, one or two of these boys are going to get a contract. Uh, but, you know, they weren't, I'm not saying they weren't knocking it dead because there's no stadium here. But the fields that they use, you know, they put up stands and people were going to it. I mean, it was getting local press. We were also very lucky that we have one of the more successful independent league teams here on Island, the Long Island Ducks which is always managed, I mean, they've had managers such as Gary Carter, Bud Harrelson, Wally Backman. Uh, I think Ricky Henderson played for them briefly. And uh, there's always a couple of stars. Carlos Baerger, you know, hung on for a little while. So, I mean, is it better than nothing? Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, I'm just very sad that MLB has decided to really just 
put the chokehold on all of baseball. And uh, I think they're doing that. And, you know, just, again, mentioning the, the Chattanooga Lookouts, I mean, iconic brand, great little city. And I hope they find a way to stick it out. But, you know, Hagerstown, Maryland, you know, they're going to lose their team. And uh, it's a list of teams that have been around for a long, long time. And it's too bad. But well, Scott, I, I told you we'd talk a little bit about the draft. You know, here, if there's any silver lining here, the Astros don't have a, a pick. And and the Red Sox only have one. So uh, uh, the top prospect, at least according to what I'm reading, is a guy named Spencer Torkelson. And uh, uh, Arizona State uh, looks like a pretty good player, batting 340 this year, a few games. You know, played 17 games, 598 on base and a 780 slugging. I don't know what that – I don't know what that uh, – translates to in the major leagues but uh you know even if it you know goes down to 280 320 600 that's a pretty pretty darn good line uh, uh, that's a because for 20 years he's in the hall of fame yeah for sure um, yeah it, <clears throat> again i haven't really followed the amateur end of the game jess so i really know who's hot and who's not um, I mean, growing up, I, I probably paid a little bit more attention to it. I think you're going to see more players staying in college now and playing. I mean, there isn't a lot of minor league teams out there. I mean, if every team just gets their four teams, oh, there's going to be a lot of guys who may even decide to go back to school and play ball and hopefully, you know, light it up and, and be able to get drafted or at least signed, you know, as a free agent or something down the road. Well, there's but something. you're going to see more college Hopefully, more college players, you know, stay in college and and succeed. Well, there's something that's kind of interesting that's part of this draft. We're going to have five rounds, right? And uh, I believe it's starting June 10th, seven o'clock. Uh, so you don't, let's say you're a guy, you're a good player, you don't get drafted, but the, the major leagues are interested in you. They can offer you a standard contract and pay you. A twenty thousand dollar bonus. That's it. That's the deal this year. And the only other, it says there are some minimal type incentives. I don't know what those are, but they can also offer you scholarship money. So I think what they're trying to do is take these guys instead of, you know, signing them and trying to find a place in their minor league system, keep them in college. Give them scholarship money, and let the and let the let the university develop them. Yeah, and plus, they get an education. Yeah, how about that? How how yeah. many guys do you know that have been in baseball? And I know you know a lot of former players that maybe aren't doing so well financially. Guys uh-huh. that weren't at the top, you know, guys that didn't get the you know five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus and making a million a year. You know, those are those are kind of mid-level players. What about that guy that made the major league minimum, and he was there for a year or two, and he's gone? Some of those guys did never knew how to manage their money. They never knew anything but yeah. baseball. Yeah, it's you, you know it's that's very true. I mean, it's uh, uh, and that's why they need to get what they can when they're there. 
I mean, as, as greedy as that sounds, uh, they need to make the money because their career may be, you know, if you're a pitcher, you have no job security, really. I mean, you're, you're one pitch away from never playing again. And if you're somebody really, really good, you need to get that money. I mean, I don't think you should earn enough money as a 23-year-old to, to retire for the rest of your life. But you need to get enough that you can move on and get into something else and, you know, be secure for a while. But listen, I know a lot of guys. I mean, I know a lot of guys that, you know, I watched as a, as a child, you know, years later, you know, I don't want to throw out names, certainly. But, you know, that, those are the guys that are doing card shows or going to fantasy camps, yeah. you know, who can't, uh, you know, who, who need that buck. And uh, making a living, uh, you know, still through baseball, but not directly related to it. I mean, it's uh, – and, and the sorry thing is, is they were in denial that they would be involved with the game perhaps and then didn't have the skills to proceed in other forms of life, sure. other ways of life. So it's uh, – yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that play baseball who are, you know, they're not doing that great right now. Okay, you're my, you're the general manager of the Tigers right now. Uh, they've got the number one pick. That Spencer Torkelson is a first baseman. I didn't mention that to you, right-handed batter. Supposedly a decent fielder at first base and, and got some power. Then you've got this guy, Austin Martin, who's an outfielder, plays some third base, and his numbers look like uh, 368 average on base 474 532 slugging that's through 6 and through 16 games this year that that's his career he's a 377 average with a 1.168 ops uh and then you got a third guy Nick Nick Gonzalez these are position players he's an infielder which the Tigers desperately need a third baseman uh uh you know probably a second baseman. Um, and in his career, he's batted 448, 610 on base. Uh, that's got to be a slugging. And a, a 111 uh, OPS. 12 home runs through 16 games this year. This guy's this guy's looks pretty good. I'm he's, liking him. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, he's ranked number six in the draft. But then you're, you know, you're the Tigers, and the best, supposedly the best left-handed pitcher in the draft is a guy, and the Tigers have no lefty pitching, is a guy named Asa Lacey. Asa, Asa Lacey. He's with Texas A&M, 6'4", 215 lefty. He's 3-0 and this season with an ERA of .75. His career in college for, through three years, 2.07. Uh, I don't know. That guy looks pretty good. Fourteen and five win loss record uh, through the three years. So, yeah, Texas A and M SEC team is tough to come by. Yeah, but I'm liking the third baseman with the big numbers there. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, any of these guys looks like they have great potential, but my goodness, pitching and the Tigers have a lot of pitching in their in their minor leagues. If you you know if you add another great pitcher to that group, and the Tigers are going nowhere the next two years, it looks like. Hey, one of these guys, a couple of these guys blossom into real major league stars. You could take one or two of these other guys and trade them for some hitting. Suddenly, the Tigers look good again, and and by then, you're out from under Cabrera's contract. So, 
How many more years does he have? I believe two. And there's probably an option beyond that, but mm-hmm. I don't think the Tigers are going to pick <clears throat> up that kind of option with that uh, for that kind of money. And, and you know, Cabrera is looking good this spring. He'd lost weight. He it looked like his legs were in better shape. But you know, he's he's kind of like uh, Pujols. You just don't know what, what you're going to get after you know after these injuries and all the yeah, time I have on to the tell ball you, field. As much as I hated Albert leaving, you know that contract would have tied the Cardinals down for a long time. And I don't think he would have done any more or less than he did in Anaheim. So, you know, in retrospect, I mean, it's easy to look back and say, oh, thank God I got rid of him. I didn't feel that way. And uh, uh, I wish he would have remained a Cardinal, but not at a, you know, 220 to $250 million contract for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that, that would have just strap handled the Cardinals, you know, horribly. Um, and who, you know, who were able to go on to another World Series without him, you know, losing, but they, they were able to go. But, uh, you know, freeing up money. Now listen, the Tigers will, will make a pick. Hopefully, I think they'll pick one of the position players. I think you get more money with a position player. I just do. If you've got four prospects and, and one of them is even a really great left-handed pitcher, even though we might be lights out, I just still think that uh, you just get more for your money with a position player. You do. First of all, he plays every day. Sure. Um, I mean, that's the other guy. If he's not a reliever, he's playing every fifth day. And the frailty of pitching today, because the emphasis on throwing so hard, it's you talk about somebody who needs to sign a contract and get his money up front. Those are the guys that need to get it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because there are a lot of arm injuries. Uh, they're ridiculous, and again, that's baseball has changed so much, Jess, in the last twenty years. Where, you know, if you don't, if you're not throwing ninety something in high school or college, you're not even going to get a look. You can be there. You can have whatever specialty pitch there is, and be in the upper eighties, and have a drop off the table curveball. You're not getting a look. I mean, if you're not throwing ninety five, we're not even looking at you. So and that's uh, baseball so, has changed in that regard. I think we're going to talk more about that later because of how the game now is the way I see it is just strikeouts or home runs. I mean that's yeah. what the game is. And it's, and in, in that a, in that vein, would Glavin or Maddox have gotten a look? You know what? That's very interesting that you say that. Um the chances are maybe not. And I'm gonna mention a player because I think we're gonna hit a subject later about speed and defense. But I'm going to tell you about a player who never would have made it to the major leagues if he was coming up today, and uh, that would have been Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith never would have got a look, wow. all right, because in his first three years with San Diego, he couldn't hit his way out of a wet paper bag. All right, he was hitting 206, making all the plays at shortstop. But if he couldn't hit today, you can have all the defense you want, and the the game has changed. Defense is not a priority. Speed is not a priority. And Ozzie Smith probably never would have made it to the major leagues. He was he signed, in- incredible defensively. Uh, the greatest. Uh, he was, in my opinion, the greatest, not the greatest shortstop, but the greatest defensive shortstop, hands down. But uh, until he came to the Cardinals, he was not an offensive threat. And hmm. he held his own for a long time. Listen, he retired with 2,500 hits, 500 stolen bases. I mean, Ozzie wow. became an offensive uh, uh, player in, in addition to being you know, the great glove that he was. 
but he wasn't for his first three, four, maybe five years until he came to St. Louis in 82. And just based on that, I doubt very seriously he would have had even a look, you know, to uh, to get signed. So, anyway. Um, but, yeah, Glavin and Maddox, and there's a whole bunch of them. I mean, Steve Carlton didn't throw the ball through the window. Right? Oh, yeah. But, you know, you had a hell of a, a slur or whatever. And, uh, you know, so the game has changed. It's just everything now is speed and, and – uh, uh, you know, power. That's all it is. I mean, you know, forget doubles and triples and defense and bunting and hitting runs and everything else. It's just uh, uh, it's speed and power. It's a strikeout or a home run, one or the other. That's it. Well, Scott, I think I can barely hear the music playing in the background, which tells me I need to wrap up this segment. Uh, and we're going to take a little break, and we'll get back in uh, – Talk to you on the next episode here in just a few minutes. So, Scott, thanks, thanks for thanks Good. for being there. I'll hang out. Hang on. And uh, this is Jess Monticello for Baseball Mainly saying, let's play two.